Hi, I'm Christina Davis, and welcome to the Crazy Nomad Podcast, where we talk about the real side of working and living as a digital nomad, the raw, unfiltered, crazy, funny, wild, sometimes difficult side of those living outside of the normal nine to five. So get ready, sit back, because here are some crazy nomads. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Crazy Nomad Podcast. Today, I have my friend Stacy on, who's from Trinidad and Tobago, a little Caribbean vibes. Um, can't wait to talk to her. She's got experience I think is going to help a lot of people who are living digital nomad life or maybe understand for some people who don't quite live here or live this life. So wonderful to have you on. So happy to have you here. Yeah, me too. So happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about your background, how you get to Bali, all of it. Background. So I had my own private practice um, doing psychotherapy in Trinidad for since 2002, January of 2002 is when I moved back home from so the U.S. almost 20 years, yeah. Yeah, so from the U.S. was where I studied. And I was getting burnt out, to be honest. It and happens. after doing it for so long, and must have been, God, I don't even know, 16, 17 years after practicing, I, I'm going to travel. Yep. <laughs> so I came to Bali in 2018 yep. for a month and I was like, hells yeah, did another month in Thailand and I'm like, I'm going to go back every year. Yeah. I want to do sabbatical there. Second year, I came back, I did three months. I went back home, I'm like, no, I'm yeah. going to do a year. <laughs> so I literally came, landed here as COVID was announced. So oh, I've wow. been here, yeah, which wasn't expected to happen. Yeah. I was going to kind of more digital nomad, kind of go around yeah. the world traveling. But I ended up here for a year. But that's kind of how it got here. I came on sabbatical, and my sabbatical is a year now. That's, Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's, I think that's the typical Bali story, too, is everyone's like, came here for a week, I've been here two years. Like, yeah. came here for a month, been here six. Like, yeah. it's just a place that kind of, I think, just, like, draws people yeah. in. It's just, yeah. it's the variety of people. It's oh, all yeah. of the above. It's, it's the experiences, the energy, yeah. all of it that kind of yeah. just, like, pulls you into it does you know does. the bali bubble that we have yeah, exactly and we were just speaking earlier about like yeah. chengu where we live is just you such a variety of people like from your hippies to your partiers to your sober people to your creatives to yeah. everything in between and i think that's like the best kind of part about it all is mm-hmm. like you get this diversity that you really wouldn't get in other places and mm-hmm. people it's so easy to meet people and become friends and everyone's open-minded that it just like I think helps transforms everyone into like the person they kind of want to be because you're feeding mm-hmm. off all these like different energies and vibes mm-hmm. and experiences because we're allowed to be around people who like have completely different walks of life than yeah. us yeah so tell us a bit more about what you did in therapy and all of that because I think it's super important especially with mental health mm-hmm. um to kind of just like chat about when it comes to this lifestyle so what i did before was um i worked mainly with people experiencing trauma mm-hmm. and anybody that would come with any kind of diagnosis more if you ever look at psychology now and where it's reached it's usually trauma that's caused everything so someone could come with anxiety and instead of treating the anxiety, I'll treat the trauma yep. that caused the anxiety. When I first started practicing, it wasn't that day, that way, but it eventually my practice evolved to that. So I kind of treat both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I also very much love to focus on emotional intelligence. 
So that's basically what I would do. It's kind of like my treatment plan in quotation marks for everybody that I see, but obviously it's going to look different depending on what the person comes with. Yeah. But I would say that those are the facets that I look at. With I, I look at their trauma, I look at their emotional intelligence, and I look at what they're battling. Mm-hmm. Whether it's depression, anxiety, psychosis, substance abuse, and of course we're going to talk about that, but yeah. it's definitely not my focus. Okay. My focus is more the underlying things, which would be emotional intelligence and trauma. And I use different psychotherapy methods that I've been trained in to um, to achieve those goals yeah. or to tap into those goals. So yeah. how do you like determine someone's emotional intelligence? So emotional intelligence has different factors. Okay. So Daniel Goldman, I think is the name of the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible at quoting. But a great guy <laughs> who coined the word emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the different facets of it. So one is the ability to identify emotions. Another one is to be able to express your emotions. One is an ability to regulate those emotions. One is an ability to have empathy. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the four. I think those are the four. Okay. Being able to express them, identify them, regulate them, and um, have empathy. I think those are the four basic um, areas of emotional touch, which are things we don't think about. Yeah, definitely So not. when we have... And it's usually what I've realized throughout time practicing and studying psychology for over 25 years is that that's the precursor to mental health. Yeah. So not only trauma, but your emotional intelligence and your trauma. Because you have some people whose emotional intelligence is higher up and they could have a higher form of trauma, but they do better. Yeah. So what really determines is not our trauma, is our emotional intelligence. And we are not taught that ever, 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 ever. So I started teaching from two-year-olds back home. I launched a program. Um must have been three, four years I taught it. And teaching from two to elderly, emotional intelligence. No matter how old you are, we all need it. Yeah. And that's something I would encourage travelers to do. Yeah. I think that's one thing, like, and, you know, we talked about this earlier. Mm. Travelers, everyone thinks, like, that you're going to go traveling and it's going to, like, change your life. And it will. But they think it's going to answer all their problems or answer their questions. And sometimes I think it heightens them if anything like you you know especially if you're solo traveling you're by yourself you make friends and stuff but you don't have that support system Mm -hmm. or if you're gonna be an expat in a new place and you're you know hired by a company and you're living there and you have to kind of find your own way so I always found it really interesting because people you know have this idea that it's gonna fix them and it might but it's gonna also put you through a lot more than you anticipate yeah very much so I think that even for me, my little sabbatical, I was like, my sabbatical? Yeah. Well, that bubble popped <laughs> very early on. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it, it depends on how you take it as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very important to go into the travelers or the digital nomad or the expat mindset realistically. Yeah. You're not going to escape your life. There's not beauty over the ocean just because an island, I grew up on an island. Islands yeah. are lovely, but they still have trauma. Yeah. They still have dating problems. They still have drugs. They still have anxiety. They still, everybody has childhood wounds. Yeah. Like, no one's free. You're not going to just jump over the ocean and be like, ooh, life is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it feels like that the first week. I would yeah, say of that. Course. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I was in the high. Even the first yeah. three months, it's like, like, oh my God, whoa, it's amazing. This culture and Bali, and then things start to hit. Which is like, oh my God, I don't have close friendships. At least five friends that I've met have left. Um, The food is different to my body. My body's reacted to the food. There's illnesses that people get. Mm -hmm. For instance, there's dengue here. Not even COVID, but 
people have freaked out over having dengue. Yeah. There is different stomach viruses you get in, in tropical lands. Bolly belly. Yeah, exactly. So there's all these scary things and it's happened to people and they've gotten really, really downright depressed when these things happen yeah. because you could be bedridden for up to two months and broke. So they're things that you have to go in realistically. So when they do happen, it's not as much of a disappointment. Yeah. Going recently, this is life. It's a different lifestyle that you choose and it is absolutely fabulous. Not for everybody, but it is yeah. fabulous. But it, it does have its challenges. Just like if you choose marriage and domestication, that's a beautiful part of life too, but that's challenging. If you choose to live in a rural farm or if you choose to live in a city, they're all fabulous ways of life, but they all come with challenges. This isn't a pretty picture. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people think think that like the grass will always be greener. It'll be amazing yeah. once I get there. Yeah. Everything, all my problems will leave. Yeah. Like, you know, you might yeah. leave your job and go travel, whatever, and that stress anxiety of your work might leave. But there's other parts that are going to come out. Like, in a, yeah. you know, when you do it, and what I remember, yeah. I backpacked for six months, and it was the absolute best six months of my life. But if there weren't moments that were very hard or a week that was really tough mm-hmm. for me, and you know, you try and explain it to people, and they're just like. They don't get it because unless you're in in it you don't really understand it and when you're new or if you're like i said earlier and you don't have that support system you know you don't have those friends and if you're traveling like people are so transient you know you're yeah. not spending time with the same people all the time yeah. right now we're lucky in bali you know it's not as transient anymore mm. because of covid and yeah. people just staying here but yeah. in general it usually is so yeah. it's like your best friend could just leave and yeah. you don't have that support system no. and just because you live abroad and you live in a beautiful island doesn't mean you don't face like the daily challenges you do at home Mm -hmm. you're still gonna experience heartbreak you know you're still gonna experience like stress with work you're gonna experience overwhelm you're gonna fight with a friend maybe like yeah it all still happens to you and sometimes i think people forget that because you said they go in not being realistic yeah and another big thing is like culture shock of course like people go in they're like oh it's gonna be amazing and it is but like you have to learn how to adapt to someone else's culture like you mm-hmm. no longer are the priority culture mm-hmm. you no longer are home mm-hmm. and i think that throws a lot of people off too it does and for instance if you have a pre-existing say you have a problem with anxiety or a yep. problem with depression let's just say or drug abuse alcoholism yep. whatever the thing is that we think that if we move to a special country that it's all super relaxed those triggers aren't going to come up that we're going to get there. It actually heightens. Mm-hmm. So if you um, if you come to Bali, for instance, and you're in a different culture and everything's non-familiar, it will trigger the anxiety more than being stuck in a familiar place. It's quite interesting. So if you're in a familiar environment, in a same routine, forever and forever, ever, sometimes your anxiety is not triggered. But the minute you step out of that familiarity, even if the familiarity is chaos, yep. even if it is chaos, it's still familiar. So the brain tends to be quick, feel safe in familiar situations. This is why people stay in abusive situations. Yep. So it could be the highest stressful job, but you're in that job and your brain is like, okay, this is familiar, so I'm okay. The minute you jump out of that familiarity and you go into vacation mode, you'd be surprised how anxious you might get. Because the brain then goes, this is not familiar. There's not structure. What's happening? And that's how people get shocked. Like, why am I feeling this way and I'm on this, living on this lovely island? But it's because it's not familiar. It's not, the brain doesn't look at it as safe. The psyche doesn't see it as safe. So what's really, really important for travelers is to find some way for your internal world to feel a sense of safety. 
when yeah. when you are when you've arrived at your new destination and it's real basic things you know like finding a good co-working space finding a hobby that you like familiar things mm-hmm. um waking up at the same time doing some kind of work um getting into nature making friends some kind of structure and familiarity we actually need that in order for us to stay a little sane yeah i definitely agree i think like when i was backpacking there's no routine there's no nothing like you're kind of living on this high all the time of just like new place new whatever new people so much fun but then when like things start to simmer down a little bit it's like that anxious feeling of like oh no because you don't have that routine you don't have that structure in your life and i think for digital nomads whether you're just going off and traveling working doing whatever that structure is so so important and I think people kind of forget about it because you know you live in a place where you can just go do whatever you need for the day for a couple hours stop go to the beach go do whatever it is and the structure is I think harder to have here so you know at home you wake up you breakfast you go to work you come home you go to the gym you watch some tv you make some dinner you go to bed so you're doing Monday through Friday yeah. and your body knows that every single day and then you get the weekend and you're like, oh, okay, weekend. Yeah. But like here, it's not it's not the same. It's yeah. not similar. Yeah. So I think there is that like kind of struggle because like you said, the first month, two, whatever, might be amazing and mm-hmm. you're on that like up and up and everything's great and then at some point, you're going to hit a reality, I think, yeah. of like, okay, like what am I doing? <laughs> like how do I, you know, get myself a sense of familiarity and, you know, are do you have close friends here like who do you lean on in those hard moments because you know we're lucky when we have really good friends but in some situations if you're moving to a new country like you don't have that Mm. and another thing I think that you know we struggle with or at least I know I do and I know my friends have is that when you try and explain to someone at home that something's not going right they tell you to stop complaining because you live in a beautiful place or stop complaining because you live in Bali. And it's like, just because we live abroad or we live somewhere else doesn't mean that we don't face challenges. Exactly. So it's like, what do you do in those instances when your support system doesn't get you and it's not really supporting you and you feel kind of alone? Yeah. I think it's important to always be authentic, but it is challenging. I have noticed that people actually lie to their families back home because there's a little bit of an expectation that they have put on themselves so I think it's being still be authentic with them and if they don't support find somebody else that will and there's always professional support and now there is online and that's super vital but for me primarily I would say whether you're a traveler or not every day I believe that we should focus on our mental health Mm -hmm. like do something that feeds your mind even if you have a three-month sabbatical, you've landed in Bali three months, if you neglect your mind and your body, it's going to hit. So if, if you take care of yourself in those three months, slightly simple like choose healthy meals, hydrate, and maybe meditate for five minutes a day. And that's all you're doing. Outside of that, you're partying, you're backpacking, yeah. you're climbing mountains, you're doing this, you're doing that. But if you're still doing that, if you still have those three little aspects, keeping hydrated, eating a little, like one good meal a day and meditating five minutes a day, you're still going to prevent the big adjustment collapse after the first, the, the last, these first three months. Yep. You're still going to prevent a huge crash from happening um, because you're taking care of the mind. And what's really important for the mind is three things, safety, connection, and satisfaction. Mm-hmm. 
we don't realize we need connection to survive. And as you were saying, the relationships, like we think we could just float through the world and we're cool and I'm going to meet that person there and that person there. It, we actually cannot survive with trivial small connections. Yeah. It may be exciting at the time, but eventually we, we crack. Um, we, do, we can't survive. Our brain can't, our soul can't, our psyche can't. So it's really important to establish. And if you can't, keep in touch with those that are. Yeah. Like you have to make that effort. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's super, super important. Connection. Um, of course, being happy, finding pleasure in daily life mm-hmm. and, and establishing some sense of safety, which could happen with routine yeah. or getting enough sleep or going to the gym or anything like that could establish a sense of like I feel strong in my body and great you know so those are ways to prevent um your mental health from being eroded doesn't mean it's not gonna be challenged yeah and it doesn't mean that you're not gonna get depressed depression is like the flu it's going to happen but it's just you will be able to manage it more prevent big episodes from happening um and um, but you can't avoid triggers. Triggers are going to be there. Yeah, I definitely you know? agree. And like, I like being just open and honest with myself. Like, I was here, and I was, you know, I left a situation where I was, I was home. I love my family. I love my friends. I loved, you know, not that I did not love COVID, but it allowed me more time to spend with them because yeah. I was off traveling. I was moving to Australia. It all got changed. Whatever. I went home, spent some time with them. But. I enjoy the time, but it wasn't the place for me. Like, it just, it isn't my home base. It doesn't make me feel happy. It, you know, is just full of the people I love, but not the actual location. So for me, being home was a bit hard. Mm-hmm. It just felt like I wasn't in the place that, you know, was meant for me. So when I finally got out here, I was like, I know that everything's going to be better. And, you know, it, it is that, like, cloud in your heads, like, la da 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 And it was probably about two months in that I had probably one of the darkest, like, weeks I've had in yeah. probably like three or four years and it was I think that like you said it kind of just all crashes down on you if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not giving yourself that you know not that I wasn't happy I was happy those two months I was having the best time and it kind of whipped me out of nowhere like that it was just it was very dark it was hard I really didn't know what to do I think I was starting to get lost in what was happening because I didn't have a structure I didn't have a routine and obviously I have friends like one of my best friends is here and I'm very lucky to have that but it doesn't mean there doesn't come like an unfamiliarity with all of it. So it's like now I'm in Bali and like I'm feeling these like, you know, not wonderful feelings and thoughts and everything. And it's like, you know, it takes such a toll. And I think the high, the spike in the high of that is so much stronger than I would have experienced at home knowing that you have like, just like you said, like that's where you, yeah. you live, where you grew up, it's your family, yeah, it's everything. Um, so it was just very interesting because I never experienced never expected to experience it but it can hit you like a ton of bricks and it's more scary in a foreign country oh 110% it is a lot more scary I mean I got gastro hit and it was way more scary than it was back home because my mother taking me to the doctor yeah my doctor could call on his phone he's my friend you know it it was I was like I felt so alone yeah you know so I I I completely get that I think that if you have if someone has if something has triggered you into any kind of mental anguish per se depression anxiety whatever it may be um it is harder here in a foreign country but it could also be more positive too you know um as if you seek help I always say seek help seek help seek help yeah but why it could be more positive is 
I guess if you've developed the resiliency to seek out what you actually need at that time Mm -hmm. versus replaying same things over and over and over because you're in a new place you you actually check yourself well I'm doing the same thing I used to do back home I could try something different yeah and I feel like Bali there's so much different things to do here than like being your apartment eating Ben and Jerry's watching Netflix (laughs) you know what I mean like that's the pattern for everyone yeah here there is other options you know there there is from like a sound healing class to go surfing and we really have to step outside the box and we could use the adventure for our benefit Mm -hmm. the fact that there's so much to do and it's an adventurous thing to have traveled you could use it to benefit these experiences even though they are harder where you are and humility of seeking out help yeah the humility of picking up the phone and going this isn't easy and friends can't always help you in those situations seeking out help is super super important as well I definitely agree and I think that being abroad kind of forces you like you know I was here and I didn't have what am I going to do like book a ticket home and fly home and be like mom I'm not feeling great like you know you're not going to do that like you kind of like all right how can I you know how can I get out of this how can I figure it out and sometimes it might take you a couple days to like really have a realization moment and sometimes it's like taking the courage to tell someone like you said like and even if it's not the first step of like reaching out to someone professionally even just reach out to our friend like yeah. I think we li- we're living in a generation now where we are much more open about mental health which I think is so so important yeah. and like for me I'm quite a guarded person like I don't really talk about too much in terms of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. just because I was always raised like be independent be strong whatever yeah. and it's not a bad thing but sometimes it's I'm that way to a fault yeah. and I learned as I got older that like the vulnerability of talking to people is actually so much more beneficial oh, yeah. than trying to like hold it all in and, and that just, like, is actually tuck it down. being strong yeah 110 percent. so I actually yeah. went to my roommate and I was like listen like this is going on I need to talk to someone about it I need to like have this conversation and it was difficult and I, it made me very uncomfortable to do but in the end like it you know helped me kind of like pull myself you know back to who I was mm-hmm. and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to feel yeah. um but I think it is a great step that like even generation z now like the young ones like they are very open about you know mm-hmm. what they're going through and the feelings they're feeling and yeah. I even think millennials too are like yeah much more like that yeah whereas like older generations it was zip it up yeah and you'll be fine yeah but that can be more detrimental yeah tenfold yeah that's why i said the authenticity no matter if you're digital no matter not speak your truth of yeah. what you're going through inside like you're a human being it is you know and it also helps the people around you because i do see people around here feeling bad for being unhappy because they left this hard career yep. or they decided to divorce or they did big change of life things so i have to be happy yeah and they're actually more unhappy because they're denying it they're yeah. denying themselves the the ability to speak their truth you know and then it lasts less mm-hmm. the down lasts less when you speak your truth because then you start to mask it and that's when you start to see the abuse and the disorders happening around yeah is when you're trying to live this perfect life that's just not there yeah just right now it doesn't matter yeah and know? life's not perfect it's like, not perfect sometimes i i got friends here in like in Changu or bali in general that you know have broken down at some point and just been like why and i've i felt this way. I'm like why do i feel this way i shouldn't feel bad i live in bali but it's like 
we're all freaking human. Like, if you can't be goddamn authentic and real with, like, what's going on, then you're going to, like, just keep, I think, festering. Yeah. Like, it's just going to, this ball's going to keep growing inside yeah. of you, and one day it's going to yeah. freaking explode. And you could take that route, or you can just be honest. Like, no one's happy every single day. No. Like, you're not Definitely saying that, not. you know, like, you're, you are completely lying to your yeah. goddamn self if you think you're happy every yeah. day. And if you woke up ever happy every day, then you know what? Please write a book and tell us how you do it because yeah. it's not reality. Like, you're going to have yeah. moments of annoyance. And I'm not yeah. saying that everyone's mad days and bad days and sad days, but it's like, there are going to be moments that are going to test you. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that people who live this lifestyle understand is that you'll be tested on the regular. All the time. But the people who don't live this lifestyle or want to have it don't understand quite the testing that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Like, you hear people say, like, it's the Bali gods. Yeah. You know, like, all the time. Because I've found, like, I've always been into self-awareness and yeah. doing psychotherapy. But here is like, whew. And people make jokes. It's the Bali gods. I just think it's because I'm traveling. Yeah. I think being a traveler, you more is triggered. Yeah, in terms 100%. of relationships and getting to know people, like everybody back home knows everything about me. So if yeah. I do something, they oh, they know I didn't know that. Say, see, here I have to explain myself. Yeah, I have to, I have to curtail myself to different cultures that don't understand me. It, it it's really, really, it's not easy. No, it's, I, I think it's an incredible challenge though on journey. But you are, I, I feel personally that I am challenged more. My mental health, my self worth my emotional intelligence, my identity, everything is challenged more mm-hmm. as a traveler. Definitely. Um, and it's, for me, I'm excited because it's given me the ability to do more work. Yeah. You know, and to test my resiliency, to test my oh emotional my God, yeah. intelligence. Like, it's been friggin' tested of this course. last year because now I've been stuck here since March 11th. Yeah. So it's, and, and, and it's, it's been beautiful and it's been hard. But if that's the kind of journey you want, this is the best thing to do is travel. 100%. Because it really, it 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 gives you that, that push, boy. It gives you that, it, it pushes you. It shoves you off a cliff. You get triggered <laughs> for everything. Things yeah. that you thought were you over because you're in a completely new place, meeting yeah. new people, different values. My open-mindedness has been triggered too. Yeah. Like been, you have to completely accept people 100%. They're different from you because they have been they come from a different complete culture yeah here we have Russians Americans Africans um, English Europeans and from different cities of those places it is unbelievable and like we're all raised differently too like you could we could be from the same like you could be from the same state back home New Jersey and like we could be completely different people I have friends who I'm completely different than them our views are but I think you were right like it definitely tests your open mindedness because it's like you're not going to change this person. You're either going to accept them for who they are yeah. or not. And yeah. you're going to do way better if you can learn to accept them yeah. for who you are. And I think traveling and like living this lifestyle kind of tests you to figure out like who you really are. Yeah. Like, you know, you want to find out about yourself, go yeah. travel for a little bit because you will yeah. find out more about yourself in those few months than you will yeah. in years yeah. because you are tested. You know, you are yeah. triggered a lot. You There's are. a lot of resilience. If you're like full blown traveling, the amount of frustrations, the amount of things that go wrong. It's like insane. I, when I was traveling, I burst with my eardrums, ended up in the hospital in mm-hmm. Cambodia, couldn't hear anyone do anything yeah. horrible. Like here with the Bali gods, they call it the Bali kiss when you crash a bike. Like yeah. I crashed, was covered in Bali kisses. Yeah. Like 
You make so you many could have things. Nelly died crashing. Nelly died yeah. from dengue. I had a friend not to be helicopter because I got dengue too many times. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's you got robbed. You got robbed. I got robbed. Yeah, like phone stolen, everything. You're going to dangerous countries. I mean, from a dangerous one, but I, I don't want to. Still, don't want to get robbed. Like yeah. there's a lot of 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 stuff that goes down. You know, um, yeah. that are super super triggering. But or, the, the 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 side of it is, I think once you go into it realistically. You have mental mm. health, good mental health hygiene, yeah. and you um, are willing to go to a therapist. I think the road could be absolutely amazing. I think there could be a benefit to your mental health. Definitely. So I even read, like I was reading when you told me to come to do this, I was like, let yeah. me see what the benefits are because I see a lot of darkness. <laughs> and the benefits are increased cognitive capacity, increased emotional yeah. intelligence. You get smarter when you open up your mind, when you interact with different people that are different from you. People who've had different educations, different cultural experiences, mm-hmm. everything, age group. Like I have friends here from 20s to 50s. Yeah. That's the age group of friends I have here. Um, from all over the world that came from different cities it's phenomenal um, that do different things you you expand your mind when you travel not only to Balinese culture but to all the different cultures that are around you 100% the Balinese have taught me so much the oh way man, they live the best people yeah the way they live is just phenomenal every day I'm reminded every time I get food delivered to me and the sense of gratitude mm-hmm. for just giving them that little work is unbelievably rewarding and expanding for my own sense of practicing gratitude and practicing gratitude helps your mind helps you be happier helps your mental health functioning so they've helped me in that way that I start to practice gratitude every day compared to my culture that all we do is complain well, it's the same with Americans. We're like, ungrateful. You know, Americans, we live this rat race. It's all like, go, go. Yeah. It's who can you smush underneath you yeah. to get to the top. And like yeah. here, it's like, who can you work with? You know, yeah. the Balinese people, Indonesian, you know, people in general are like, just, I found very kind people. Yeah. Like, it's not about, you know, who you can be or who whatever. It's yeah. like, how can you help each other out? How yeah. can you be grateful for yeah. every day? They're yeah. grateful for their island, the, amount of the beautiful yeah. ceremonies they have. Yeah. Like, I think it touches you and I love that about traveling is like the locals like what that can actually do for you as a person and make you a grateful for where the hell you grew up because if you grew up in suburban area you know had a nice living went to university had education and you meet some of these people who will never get that in some of these other countries it's like eye-opening and it makes you incredible learning 110 percent. it just makes you more like aware Mm -hmm. and I think so many more people need to do that to become mm-hmm. aware because we can get stuck mm-hmm. in this like little, mm-hmm. you know, hamster wheel that we're riding yeah. on. And there's so much to learn from the world. Yeah, is. And if you just stay on your little hamster wheel, go and go, go yeah. on your little bubble, like you're missing out on a, like really finding out who you are and defining who you want to be moving forward. Be like testing your own, you know, resilience and awareness in the world and see just like having a great experience yeah and it's true because there's another thing that I left out around the connection your connection to self yeah your connection to self is just as vital as your connection to your family and your friends or the partner that you choose like that is just completely vital towards your happiness so for Mm -hmm. me like when I talk about mental health yeah I think mental health is important the reason why I think it's important because it's directly related to your happiness yeah and I want to be happy. You want to be happy. Everyone wants to be happy. So let's do everything that we can to be happy. And our relationship to ourselves and how we communicate to ourselves and the mindsets we choose and getting to practice those mindsets in yeah. some way like Bali has brought so much happiness. Doesn't mean I've been happy the whole time. I'm yeah, of course. Up to like two days ago, I'm in my bed. Oh God. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, 
missing my home, missing my yeah. family. I also have completely fallen in love with my country because yeah. I'm away from it. Yeah. You know, and as you said too, you 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 fall in love with your country, appreciate what you've learned there, and you open yourself to adopting other mindsets 100%. from other cultures. Like even I went to school in the US and yeah. I didn't like it completely, but it taught me so much. Mm-hmm taught me so much critical thinking skills um being more open-minded as a woman how to speak up as a woman so much it brought to my life as well so there is definitely something you could learn from every single culture that you interact with traveling along the road 110 percent. and i think it's like also super important for like travelers whatever nomads anyone to know like if you're feeling like down and out, like you're not alone and you're not, no, you're not yeah. bad, like you're not bad for feeling that way. Like you shouldn't beat yourself up about it. Like, cause it does happen to all of us. And for those who have friends or loved ones who are traveling, like also gotta be supportive. Yeah. Like, because as much as you might understand and be like, Oh, I'm working my nine to five. I'm miserable. She can't complain. Like yeah. I'm the one who can complain. Yeah. But like, we still go through things like even for instance, like dating here, like you're, you're heartbroken here. Like yeah. you're, I'm still going to feel just as heartbroken Same. as I would at home Same. as I'm here. Just because my body doesn't mean like, well, la, da, 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 da. like yeah. it does, you know, it does happen. And what? Yeah. You're human. Yeah. 110%. Yeah. So it's like, there needs to be that awareness on both sides. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I think balance is super important too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, f- for instance, we spoke about, you know, you could just be drink party every night here. Yeah. Or you could decide, well, I'm a digital nomad, so I'm going to work every day, all day. Yeah. You could decide either, oh, the balance is so vital. And I, I think that even with mental health. So say one day you choose, ah, I'm just going to be free today, no gym. I'm going to go on the beach and have a Bloody Mary. I'm going to swim and tan all day and do nothing. That's fine. Totally fine. And then one day you choose, you know what? I'm going to look at my stuff. Yeah. I'm going to go to do therapy, sit with a friend, go to a woman's circle, go to a, a whatever it is, and I'm going to really sit down and look at why I'm depressed, yeah. why I was sad this weekend. And I think it's that balance is so vital. We Sometimes we get too perfectionate mm-hmm. and we need to, oh, we're digital nomads, so we need to work, 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 work. Oh, no, I'm a digital nomad. So it means that I just need to chill all day because I left my country and I'm just going to be a bum. You know, yeah. um, the balance leads to, to, to happiness and more mental health as well. Like being able to gauge with that. That's been my challenge and I've been loving it. Yeah. I've been loving that I've actually allowed myself days off. Yesterday's Me a too. good example. I went out to lunch with my friends, mm-hmm. my Trini, Trini peeps, yep. four of us. After I worked in, the, worked in the morning, helping out my NGO in Trinidad. So I do that for like two, three hours in the morning. Come here, go and have lunch. Of course, they're like, okay, let's have Bloody Marys. I'm like, I don't have Bloody Marys during the week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I really had a tough weekend. Mm-hmm. I did, you know, so why not? Yeah. And it was, I, ne- I allowed the day. I did that, then I went to the beach, then I skipped the gym, and I went for a coffee, and uh, and then today I'm in structure again. Yeah, and you know, it's, that's it's that, so good for that, mental health. That flow and that balance is just really, 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 and, and here, give, that's one thing I like, that you get from being here in Bali. Oh, 100%. That, that flow, then when you're committed to the eight to four, you know, yeah. I feel really, 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 really lucky about that. My, my sabbatical has given me that, you know. 110% because I think like it's one of those things you know at home it's like you work 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 Monday through Friday we live for Friday night Saturday Sunday and then yeah. Sunday I got the scaries and then I'm sad and then I'm having anxiety because I have to go to work yeah. tomorrow and so, and like here you don't have to do that like yeah. I think it's so mega important yeah. I do it I tell my friends to do it 
take a day during the week like the weekends are always going to be hectic and chaotic no matter what type of life you're living whether it's digital nomad normal nine to five not working at all whatever it is like you're gonna the weekend's always gonna be the weekend it's always been things going on so take a day like during the week to just like do things for yourself go have a fun one like we said go get lunch with your friends and get a drink like go to like I get a massage every Monday my Monday's like my day I'll sit on Mondays and I don't really like do much just do things take care of myself get my nails done if I want get a massage like and you know what it puts me on track for the rest of the week because if you keep running this like rat race and don't ever actually care for yourself especially when you're abroad you're an expat digital nomad like you can put yourself, I think, into a deeper hole yeah. than you would if you were at home just living yeah. the nine to five. And the same thing goes for traveling. People yeah. who are so intense for traveling, they backpack and backpack and backpack and backpack without breaks because they feel like, I have to do it because yeah. I'm on the road, so I have to do it. And you put that pressure on yourself, just like the pressure I have to do nothing or just like the pressure I have to do a lot. Any of that, we need to be a lot easier on ourselves. Yeah. And when I look at mental health, I have a little bit of a, I have a step-by-step process I teach mm-hmm from the two-year-olds and the first step is to take a pause and the second step is self-compassion wherever you're at whether you're in a great place a bad place whatever it is you gotta have that self-compassion and recognize that you're not alone yeah. recognizing that you're not alone is vital that the other people in this exact space as you right now in this moment somebody's lonely somebody's heartbroken somebody's having an anxiety attack yeah. somebody's exhausted from traveling somebody has dengue fever it's it's mm-hmm. it's happening and somebody's experiencing the same joy too yeah you know so it's but but um being compassionate for yourself we are way so hard on ourselves yeah it's one of the worst things for our mental health and for our happiness a thousand percent i think it's just you know like you said we're just it's we're so hard and we put these expectations of what we should feel like in like ahead of what how we do feel and then we wonder like why we're not happy those moments but it's like expectations set by who like you're allowed to feel the things you're feeling like you're allowed to feel them work through them they're they're there for a reason like you're anxious for a reason get down to it like you're mad for a reason get down to it what's triggering you maybe you learn how to stop being triggered by things like you know i have friends who love them to death but they're not very open-minded and you know people's like ideas or like their viewpoints trigger them into anger and i'm like we just, like part of you know being traveling is being open-minded and being able to listen like i love to debate people not even debate i really just like listen to people's viewpoints yeah. even if it's a complete opposite of mine i like to just listen because i'm curious like why yeah. do you think that way yeah. and i think that being here or traveling teaches you a lot about oh, that yeah. it's just like actually absorbing people are saying and freaking listening for yeah. once yeah. instead of just like talking at them because yeah. i know back at home in the states if you had a debate with somebody they're just talking at you like you could talk 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 they'll pretend like they're listening they're just waiting for the next moment where they can speak over you and it's like here you learn to kind of just accept people for who they are listen because you know they might have a really cool freaking story yeah and it might give you like another piece of you know information you never realize you can get but it's so important to be like open-minded not set those expectations way too high and just like kind of be ready to be through the ringer but it's going to bring on the other side. Yeah. Like a person that you probably might not even recognize, yeah. but will be better. Yeah. You're completely right about that. We get, it's it's really interesting that all the mindsets that make us happy that we could adopt, you could practice it here. And yeah. one of them is listening and curiosity. Yeah. And I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of like, 
what? You said that about a Balinese person? Yeah. And I'd gone down my whole social advocacy route yeah. about the underprivileged and I there and I'm in passion and I'm angry. Yeah. And I've had to boil that down so much to understand that their viewpoint is because of where they're from and how they're raised. Mm-hmm. And getting angry at them and telling them they're a... Uh, Idiot. Whatever, whatever they are. Yep. The labels that we <laughs> attach um, is not going to help the situation no. at all. Um, and... And and I I've, I've had to practice that in the last year being here. I've had to practice a lot of there's a variety and let's sit and understand and very gently see a viewpoint around around people's yeah. opinions um, of, of certain situations. Yeah. Of the culture here specifically. Yeah, you know? and you can learn from people. You can also help people. Yeah. Like help them become aware. And you can do yeah. that by being open-minded and having those conversations yeah. and not just jumping down someone's Curiosity throat. and listening is a yeah. good, good, good skill that I'm definitely learning. <laughs> <laughs> tell you, it tests like this lifestyle yeah. tests you. But like, it's good for growth too. You it know, is. at first I thought when I was gonna come in and talk to you, it was gonna be like, Yeah, people get really depressed and you know, um, there's suicidal attempts here all the time. There's over drug dosing. There are those, but there's also so much growth um, for you mentally here if you come, if you really put that hat on and have that intention. Yep. I think, it. like, the amount of growth you can have, I know the first time I ever went away, like, traveling, whatever, the person I came back, I was like, I feel like I was just like enlightened. Like the, you know, my views change so much. And with each year that I keep traveling and going different countries and doing whatever, like I feel like I'm just growing. And like, you know, they always say you're a mosaic of, you know, the life experiences you have and people around you. And if you could build that mosaic full of such variant people and experiences, I think, you know, you're only building a beautiful, like a more beautiful self than if you kind of just stick in your little wheelhouse and just believe you're always right. Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, it's been wonderful yeah, having you amazing. on. Love. I think some people can, you know, definitely benefit from this conversation, yeah, whether they're, so. you know, someone who's felt that way or been yeah. in it. You know, like I said, I've yeah. been in it. Just be yeah. honest and real with yourself. Like it happens to yeah. all of us. Or those who have loved ones or friends who they know are traveling, yeah. like, just check in every once yeah. in a while. Because life is wonderful over here. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. digital nomad traveling life, 10 out of 10. Yeah. But we all do struggle yeah. at the same time and allow the experiences allow yeah. the pain allow the sadness allow the anger allow yourself to feel everything that's happening within the spectrum of the experience because then it's even fuller absolutely yeah. well everyone thank you for listening stacy thanks for being on keep listening guys there are so many great goddamn guests on bali is full of amazing people catch you next time All right, if you are a new or aspiring entrepreneur who dreams of freedom and working from anywhere in the world, click the link below and book a free discover call with me where we will break down the exact steps you need to take to make that dream life of yours an actual reality so we can get you started on the journey to becoming a digital nomad.